Good morning, everybody, uneducated economist here. So your thoughts and the way you feel about them is going to lead the path to your future. And if you think about things and you feel emotional about them and you put evidence towards it, you will be convinced by these beliefs. Now, if you look at a lot of the mainstream media news that has taken place out there and you pick up on a lot of these narratives, it is very difficult to not believe what it is that's being told out there, especially if you don't have evidence to the contrary of it. So once you get this thought in mind and you begin to have an emotional feeling of this thought and you get some evidence towards it, you will be convinced and then it's very difficult to change that, that belief, right? So this is really where I feel a lot of people end up being completely confused about the economy because they have taken in so much mainstream media narrative that was completely false or maybe just a very fearful narrative that forced them to think in a way that maybe wasn't exactly accurate or didn't have all the facts involved with it. And so it puts them on a path that will lead them into a future. Now, what I find interesting is I'll leave links down in the description to these two articles. Now, one of them we kind of talked about in yesterday's video or the live stream, and it's Elon Musk uh, asking, like, what the hell is going on with this economy? And now I find that really interesting because, you know, you think Elon Musk, super rich, you know, successful at what he does, you know, all the crazy things that he that he's done in his life. You would think like he would be very in tune to what's happening with the economy. So either he truly doesn't know or it's propaganda, right? So I mean, it's only one of the two, but I have a hard time believing that it would be propaganda. What would be useful by him not understanding what's going on in the economy unless the idea is to put confusion into everybody into the economy thinking that if Elon Musk doesn't know, then nobody knows, right? And then on top of this, right, so that's just one of them. On top of this article is another one from Market Insider, I believe is the, uh, is the website that I got it from. And the author of this article is calling this the strangest economy. Again, like what the hell's going on here? And so when I think about these, these two articles and what I feel is taking place in the economy, I'm not confused. Like, I'm not confused by anything going on in the economy. It all seems very not confusing. Like, everything that is happening is something that it has been dictated by the Federal Reserve or the Treasury or a combination of the two. And we went over it in a live stream yesterday that was really good. I went through these two speeches, uh, monetary policy strategy for a low, low neutral interest rate world, and then deflation and how to prevent it from ever happening here. It was um, a Ben Bernanke speech from back in 2002. Um, yeah, deflation, making sure it doesn't happen here. And that's that. those two speeches, if you read them and you think about some of the things that have taken place, it makes total sense when why things are the way they are right now. So let's think about this one article, the strangest economy, right? This guy is very confused on why it is that these corporations were able to, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily confused. He, he knows why the corporations are sitting on so much cash. The thing about this is, is that what a lot of people are not maybe taking into their strategy is that this was set up. The corporations have been pre-bailed out of the recession. 
See, like everybody has this idea that there's a recession coming, right? And all the indicators are showing one, like, you know, the inverted yield curve and all the slowdown and GDP. Okay, all the stuff, right? This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. However, it's not taking place, right? What are, and if you follow my channel for any length of time, you've heard me say this stuff. What is the two biggest issues when it comes to a recession? Unemployment rises. Everybody loses their job, right? People are, you know, sitting there unemployed, pissed off. And corporations get bailed out. These two things are very unsatisfying to, to, the, to the people. And so if you could deal with those two issues before the recession takes place, then ultimately you wouldn't really have a recession. It would be like a recessionless recession. Right. Because unemployment doesn't go up and corporations, if they were if they don't get bailed out or have already been bailed out, then you don't have to worry about the recession or at least the public's view, the people's view of a recession, because they really wouldn't feel it. Now, how did this happen? Right. Well, let's think about the corporations for just a second. OK, because they're really where the Federal Reserve ends up focusing when it comes to unemployment and employment. Right. If they want employment to rise or unemployment to rise, they look at the corporations and what they are doing with their staff. Right. Whether they're laying off or hiring. It doesn't matter what mom and pa is doing. They don't they don't care about mom and pa. What they care about is corporations on whether or not they're hiring or firing. That's what's important to them, because that's the position in which that they can actually control, which they can't really control. They can only influence. So now we think about this for just a second. Okay, how do you bail out these corporations ahead of time? All right. Well, we look back to the pandemic and what happened. Right? So now, again, if you follow my channel, you've heard me talk about this a million times. But if you're new to my channel, the pandemic had the Federal Reserve during the pandemic with the Treasury had an unusual and exigent circumstance. And they were able to set up corporate debt lending facility. Okay, this was one of 13 lending facilities that were out there. But the corporate debt lending facility was one in particular one. And it was funded with a lot of money. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like $600 billion or something like that. It was an insane amount of money that went into this corporate debt lending facility. And what they did is that they promised to buy the, the debt of corporations. So when these corporations had 
you know, when they were going into, into trouble and they needed to borrow money, this corporate debt lending facility was going to be there. They was going to buy those bonds from these corporations so that they would be funded in order to carry on, right? They were going to be buying the fallen angels, as they called it, right? So these corporations wouldn't just completely fail, like these systemically important corporations, I guess is the way to put it. And I don't think they called them that by any means, but that's what I'm kind of referring to them as because they need these corporations to continue to exist, right? And keep the, the hiring going. So now this corporate debt lending facility funded with hundreds of billions of dollars, they did. Now this is an entity, again, uh, is an entity separated from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury because typically this would not be appropriate behavior. In fact, it would be illegal altogether. The Federal Reserve cannot go and just buy the debt of corporations like that, right? Neither can, neither can the Treasury. They can't really do it either, right? Not in this fashion. But this corporate debt lending facility was set up in an unusual and exigent circumstance. So without the pandemic, it never would have existed in the first place. Okay. So now this corporate debt lending facility funded with hundreds of billions of dollars, then buys a little bit of corporate debt, right? They bought an e they bought some ETFs, right? Which is an exchange traded fund, which is basically a bunch of corporations, uh, debt piled into a single, uh, item that you can buy, like a single stock, right? A, a single fund. It's called an ETF that, you know, whatever. So they buy into some of these, right? Which does get some money to these corporations. It establishes that credible threat. People start like freaking out about the Federal Reserve buying corporate debt, right? And the news just goes spreading like wildfire that they are going to be picking the winners and losers. The Federal Reserve will be, right? They are going to be funneling money to these corporations, basically handing the corporations money, right? And this is what a, a lot of people were saying out there. Now, what ended up really happening is, is that the people, the market, saw this opportunity in which that they could buy into the corporate debt ahead of the Federal Reserve before they started buying for their corporate debt lending facility, right? So the market went in there and started buying up corporate debt. What it, that did is it started driving the yields down on the corporate debt and driving the prices up. And then the investors started chasing that, right? And the more they bought of this corporate debt, the higher the prices went. And they just kept buying because they could sell it. And now they could just roll this stuff over as they were buying it. And everybody was pouring into this corporate debt, thinking that the Federal Reserve was going to be buying it. Corporate debt exploded. And yields fell to the floor. And the Federal Reserve wanted this action to actually take place. They stated it right here in John Williams' speech from 2018. We were talking about this yesterday. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, all right. Today's low neutral rates reflect a culmination dating back 25 years. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Three main global trends appear to account for the bulk of the decline in the neutral rate over the past quarter. Now, this is something that came from John Williams back in 2018, right? And now he says one of the problems is, is the demographics, population aging as people live longer and the birth rates have fallen. Now here, the second is productivity growth, which has been slowed around the world. And the third is the heightened demand for safe and liquid assets, which has led to a wider wedge between yields on safe government securities and central bank reserves and yields on the risky, riskier assets such as corporate bonds. Let me read that one more time because this is important. This is why people don't understand. This is why, you know, 
this gentleman, you know, who wrote the article, it finds this to be very strange is because the Federal Reserve had this in mind. They can't exactly go over there and just hand a bunch of corporations just go and buy their debt and drive the yields down. They can't do that. So they had to come up with a scheme that would get the markets to do it for them. Again, let me read this to you. It says, um, the heightened, it says, this is talking about the, uh, the problem with the low neutral rate. And he said the, the, the heightened demand for safe, and this is one of the problems, is the heightened demand for safe and liquid assets, which has led to a wider wedge between yields on safe government securities or central bank reserves and the yields on riskier assets such as corporate bonds. So what the, he was saying there is that the corporate bond yields need to come down closer to the treasury yields. Totally happened. This is 2018. That all took place during the pandemic. This corporate debt lending facility, the pouring into corporate debt, or as the market pours into corporate debt, driving the yields down, getting it closer to the U.S. Treasury, and the corporate debt lending facility hardly had to do anything at all. It was a credible threat to begin with. You see how all this went down? I mean, this makes total sense to me. Now the corporations are sitting on a bunch of cash that they got at an incredibly cheap yield. Right? They sold all these bonds at a really high price, got a really good yield on it. So now their debt payments are very low. They're sitting on a bunch of cash. They're going through this you know, inflation scenario right? as the Federal Reserve attempts to correct the situation. Correct the situation. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't confusing. This is like, the, I mean, if you look at the facts, if you look at some of the information, it makes total sense. Like how this is taking place right now. And if you're not told the story, like if you don't tell that story, the corporate debt lending facility story, like if you don't incorporate that into, into your, into your strategy, then you're missing why it is that things are taking place the way they are. It, it, and once you do it, then it begins to start making a whole lot more sense when you read these speeches and you think, man, they really wanted this situation. They wanted this to happen just like this, you know? And, you know, to me, it's like, there's no confusion about this, right? So I'm not, I'm not wondering what the hell is going on. It makes total sense. <laughs> All right, uneducated economists, let me know. You guys let me know. <laughs>